Got on board a westbound 747 Didn't think before deciding what to do everybody this is lawrence ross from the lawrence ross waterhead show on razradiolive.com heard every friday evening from 7 to 9 p.m if they went on strike it would be a month before anybody fucking knew about it we ask that you please visit teespring.com that's t-e-e spring.com forward slash l-r-w-s and buy one of our t-shirts it's only twenty dollars twenty dollars i wanted a peanut and best of all it's phil henry approved this is from a guy named lawrence lawrence you're a good kid lawrence is a nice kid he don't have no eyes so what now ladies and gentlemen because you only have until march 3rd to take advantage of this once in a lifetime opportunity shut up and take my money remember that's teespring.com t-e-e spring.com forward slash l-r-w-s razradiolive.com the simple power of truth 
The good things in life don't last It's called the slow creep Two socialistic views You political fools They're gonna rob your shoes So let's make freedom hot Mr. Conspiracy's back That's why I'm swinging my sounds On these liberty tracks So don't hold me back Cause that's how I roll When I return to heist The mass system of control Cause they poison your health To make you accept the lies So I point it out Before the masses die Why? With heist click, there ain't no stopping shit is popping like Mr. Wiggles. We torture genocide rappers for shits and giggles. I got a ride to blind you, and I will play God to this do not who signed you. I am obliged to provide the spine to switch all your jellyfish. Don't try to hide, we'll find you. And when we do, don't act like a palomine. I'm just doing my job. Christmas Day of Valentine, I brand your motherfucking forehead with a dollar sign. Hands off, I ran. Liberty for Palestine.
Here at the Joe Show, we have the finest studios. Where's your studio? Because, like, I'm in a studio now. It has guitars and some kind of UV light that'll fuck your face up if you look at it and turn it on. The smartest, most handsome on-air personalities. Price of Liberty is, is ugly. It's not, it's not very pretty. You're not very pretty. We don't talk about religion. So uh, we're actually God's chosen people. So they are the chosen ones. I know this. I think the Christians think that you killed their savior. And we're always respectful to women. When they invent the perfect artificial vagina, you broads are out of business. Lobster dinners, the diamond market, it's all going belly up. And smart, well-informed callers. Buzzy, where you? You sound like you're Creole or some shit. Where do you crawl out of Baton Rouge? What's what the fuck, son? I'm from Iowa. Hey, you better watch your mouth now. Talk about Iowa like that. I'll slap the dog shit out. That's the Joe Show Thursday, six to nine on Raz Radio Live, Salty Talk Radio, and PopRock80s.com.
This is Brad Friedman from bradblog.com. You're listening to the first 52, God Only Knows Why. <laughs> I so miss Brad Friedman sometimes. But I actually want to go out and seek him and find him. And I don't know why I'd want to do that, because he drives me crazy. Yes, you are listening to the first 52 on RazRadioLive.com. It is uh, Tuesday, the 17th of February. Do you believe it's the 17th of February already? My goodness. Where did the time go? How, how did we get here already this year? I mean, it's just going by so fast. It's so quickly it's going by. Uh, I don't know. I hope everybody had a good week this week. I know, uh, you know, since I talked to you guys last, I've been fighting this this horrible cold off. You know, sniffling and yellow stuff coming out my nose. I had to work through it all, unfortunately, because there was too much work to get done. I couldn't just take the day off, although I really, really wanted to, but it just unfortunately was not an option for me. I did take an early day yesterday. took half a sick day yesterday to try to you know, work this out of me. Because that's what happens when you get sick. you got to kind of deal with it. <laughs> Fight through it. That's all part of the fun of being a human being, is dealing with your uh, your things, your colds, your sicknesses. <laughs> yes, I am snorting. I sniffle a little bit. It's It's been a rough couple of days, i got to be honest with you guys, man. Now, you know me, I don't get sick very often. When I do, I, I, I muscle through. Uh, I'm sure... Sure, Fortoad can and, and Trucker Mike. God, somebody we haven't heard for heard from forever. Remembers I sh- a show I did when I had the uh, IO plague a few years ago. I tried to do a Saturday night show, and uh, huh, that was uh, an interesting show to say the least. They they jumped on to try to give me some backup, and they were very useful. I'm, I I don't think I ever rep- posted that show either. Uh, it was just one of those uh, one of those shows that died and went into the memory hole. I'm excited for the 5.30 time to roll around, because we'll, we'll, we'll be joined by oh, my buddy Jack Blood, and we will get into uh, many of things. I'm, I'm sure my old co-host will be screaming at his uh, computer the whole time Jack Blood's on with me, because that's where I plan to go today, Fortoed, if that helps you figure out where I'm going at all. Mm-hmm. Yes, I think you know where I might be going. But I got other stuff I want to cover, and we will cover other stuff with Jack Blood uh, as the show progresses forward. You know, I go to this little gas station, or not gas station, I'm sorry, uh, this little liquor store right at the corner from where I live here. Uh, show hosts that have come and visited me have all uh, frequented that, that establishment. It's a nice little uh, private-owned liquor store. The people are like friends to me. Uh, I do things for them. They got some maintenance things that need to be done. They need a little hand. I'll help them out. You know, I'll, I'll throw them a little hand. And they'll usually throw me a six-pack of random beers that broke. You know, you'll have a, a, a single beer here or a single beer there. And they'll take care of me. That's a, hey, it's barter, right? It's the barter system. That's the way things should be done. We help out people. They help us out. They give us something. We give them something. That's how life goes. That's how things just roll along smooth and there's no problems, right? Can we agree on that? I think, I think we can probably agree on that. The reason I bring up this, this liquor store that I frequent oftenly 
take that what you want to take it for, is uh, because they're Indian. I mean, these these people are Indian. You walk in, there's incense burning. Um, they've got the Haya Hadahudu music playing. Uh, they'll they do their prayers there. I mean, they're really nice people. I, I go out of my way to buy my liquor there, my buy my beer there. You know, their their prices are the same for the most part. Maybe every once in a while they're a little higher because the big chains getting a, a better deal, so they can sell it for a dollar cheaper. Well, I'll still go to my Indian friends. I'm sure a lot of you who listen to me and listen to other shows like this uh, have heard the story of the the Indian man in uh, Madison, Missouri, I believe it was, uh, who's now laid up in a hospital bed because some brown man was walking the streets and nobody recognized him. Turns out... This individual, who is an Indian, a citizen of India, who was here visiting his son, who had just had a baby, and needed help, because he was going back to school to get the rest of his master's degree. So the father came to give some assistance to the family, to help them raise the child as as his son went into school, make life a little easy. Well, he went for a stroll one day and. Some, uh, I don't know, racist, some nosy, some asshole neighbor decided to call the cops. Let's say there was some weird brown man wandering the streets and he looked suspicious. Guy barely spoke in English. Cops arrived and within 90 seconds of the arrival of law enforcement, this man was slammed face first into the ground. Legs literally, the bottom of his feet came behind him, and I can't say literally, but damn well looked like they touched the back of his head. That's how hard this gentleman was slammed down. Keep in mind, this is a uh, 60, uh, well, it's not in this article, because uh, I have a, a, a bridged article up here. Uh, he was in his 60s, this, this gentleman slammed on the ground by a law enforcement officer, because he couldn't understand the commands given by the police officers. It turns out this man went to high school with my friend at the liquor store around the corner. Went to high school with him. They've got the, the stories of this assault all over their store. They are, they are terrified that this happened to a friend of theirs. They don't understand how an innocent 60 something year old grandfather visiting his son who's going to school to get a master's degree ends up face planted on the side of the road by a cop. Well, fortunately enough, this cop has been arrested and indicted. And, you know, I've noticed over the past few weeks, we're seeing a, a lot of uh, indictments coming out. A lot of indictments are rolling uh, across the table all of a sudden. Is that a good thing? Or is that a bad thing? Well, what side of the fence are we on? 
I, I guess, really, being on my side of the fence with it, it's a good and a bad thing. Well, it's a good thing because police are being held accountable for their actions. That's a good thing. But it's a bad thing because that means more bad things are happening. It means people are actually seeing these things happen. And they're thinking about it and they're going, wait a second. That's not right. That's not how that should be going on. And now we're starting to see it reach out to to more and more people. People who wouldn't normally care about these things. Who normally wouldn't um, step up and, and make a big deal about it. But these these wonderful people who came here from another country and started a business... And work very hard. They don't make much money. They're a little tiny liquor store. They make enough to make it through. Trust me. And they're seeing these things now. Now I don't want to. I don't, I don't want to be happy that we're seeing these things. I don't want. I don't want anybody to go to jail. I don't want to see anybody's lives ruined because of a bad choice. And that goes to the law enforcement officers. They make bad choices sometimes. And it's just the truth. It's just the facts. Everybody makes bad choices. I guess it comes down to remembering who we are. And I say this all the time. Remember who you are. Remember you're part of humanity. Now you, you can make a difference. You can be that change. But you have to want to be. And like I said, I don't want to see anybody going to jail. And maybe if these guys weren't told that this is the way it should be, they wouldn't be doing things that get them in trouble and landed in jail. Maybe if they were trained better, they wouldn't be doing things that land them in jail. I just hope we can work past it. I hope we can get to where these things don't happen. All right, guys, when I return, I'll have Jack Blood with me. Make sure you get yourself all prepared. Other people. 
people who got the same tone Well maybe I'm all wrong And I'm barely hanging on One step away from snappers Trapping myself with a bomb The turning point's long gone That's the point of the song I'm fucking done with feeling helpless Like what's the point of going on? Time to get up Turn off the TV Time to do you Me to do me Time to do right Time to be free Remove the blindfold It's time to see Time to get up Turn off the TV Time to do you Me to do me Time to do right Time to be free Remove the blindfold It's time to see Time to break the bonds of this cage Time to turn a new page In this new day and age Time for us to take the cake And give them the loose change Time to stop worshipping fame Time to stop wishing someone other than you knew your name Time to shut your mouth unless you got something to say Like trying to explain Saddam Hussein wasn't the same Arab who was driving the planes It's a derailed train We gotta try to stop it Just follow the money and lead straight to somebody's pocket The bell tolls for those getting rich off what they stole Using our own tax money to promote their own goals The story makes no sense It's got too many holes Now I'm revealing the truth Like a government mole Nah, I ain't a follower That just ain't my role Time to unite like 93 Come on boys, let's roll Time to get up, turn off the TV Time to do you, me to do me Time to do right, time to be free Remove the blindfold, it's time to see Time to get up, turn off the TV Time to do you, me to do me Time to do right, time to be free Remove the blindfold, it's time to see It's time to fight, time to riot in the streets Time we overthrew the house and cleaned out both the seats If they fail to stand down, I'll pop a cast in their knees It's time to bow to the people and kiss their feet Their days are end, while our age is new They're out there telling lies while I'm here preaching the truth Using the studio like my own confession booth My words molesty like an altar boy bent over a pew See, there really is no religion and no country too We're all similar animals living in the same zoo Still I'm trying to figure out what's what and who's who Still seeing things only through the ego's point of view I've been feeling disenfranchised more than troubled truth This here is just a preview like a movie coming soon Rejecting light in your life They say you only live twice Like once when you're blind And a second time with sight Time to do right Time to be free Remove the blindfold It's time to see, 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 see. What's up, Rans Radio fam? It's your man, Wayne, in Baltimore, and I'm doing my thing live on Saturdays from 1 p.m. to 3 p.m. Eastern Standard Time when I bring you the chocolate drop on RazRadioLive.com. Join us as we play music, talk sports, politics, and whatever's going on in the news. And um, chances are you might learn something. Chances are you won't. So join me and Joe from Maine on Saturdays from 1 p.m. to 3 p.m. Eastern Standard Time on RazRadioLive.com. Oh, and by the way, no devil music. Down, but I came up from the bottom. I'll 
Alabama, the lower southern half of it. If you've never been here, I help you get a grasp of it, the class of it. Social indifference is knowing what the system is and trying to get some fishing in. I'm a seat where the pistol is, I never take our guns back. Gauge on the gun rack, the sign reads, y'all come back. Crawfish, catfish, redfish, flounder, we eat our chicken fried oysters rolling out of power. We drink beer the domestic kind And the Chevys that we drive We stand the test of time Had the best of time On that floor around my line She's got sand between her thighs I got the sun in my eyes It ain't always been good times Working class down here uh-huh. Some come to party But we live down here Best believe we don't take no shit Think I won't do it Hold my beard Watch it They don't understand where I come from I've been down but I came up the bottom and a product of the lotto. I need no glass to drink my liquor out the bottle. Oh, motherfuckers, high. Yeah, that's my motto. The working class, the only people I follow. They understand where I'm from. I've been down, but I came up from the bottom. Down here, we just roll with the tide. Nick Saban and Jesus, yeah, that's our guys. Football on Saturday, church on Sunday. We're working all week trying to raise beer money. Just like you, my rent's past due And the Waffle House ain't considered fast food It's a luxury, like caviar Sipping mama sweet tea out of mason jars The ladies wear denim and the men wear dickies Cause he's been working hard changing all at the chippy Granddaddy named Earl, got an uncle named Billy We gon' light up the grill, y'all holla if you're with me Eating hush puppies and mud bugs And our headlights all covered in love bugs Your radio gun from Deadline Live.info and the Jack Blood Show. You're listening to the first 52 with Sean Raz Radio Live. Stay bold. Ah, all right, there we go, guys. We got that break out of the way. I hope you guys did everything you needed to do because you know how I operate. I, I think we've got some good time ahead of us here uh, with a good friend of mine that I'm looking forward to talking with. 
I haven't spoken to him forever. It's been a long, long time. Uh, if you don't know who he is, he's the Jack Blood from the Jack Blood Show. Uh, you can hear it here, obviously, on Raz Radio Syndicated. But you can also pick it up on uh, Republic Broadcasting Network. And DeadlineLive.info would be the greatest place to go to find this guy. Uh, Jack, I haven't talked to you forever, man. How you doing? Well, I'm very good, and it's always great to be with you, Sean. Happy Fat Tuesday. Happy Fat Tuesday. It's always a good reason to have a beer and just, you know, party and be stupid, right? Well, lucky you. <laughs> well, that's what, that's what it's for, isn't it? I'm, I'm drinking apple juice right now. Don't tell anyone. It will ruin my image. <laughs> All right. I won't tell anybody about your apple juice. I promise you that. Um, so you've been, you've been going, you know, we, we, we have you, uh, syndicated on our station. Your, your home station is Republic Broadcasting Network. Your website is, uh, deadlinelive.info. Uh, you, you're, you're linked on my pages. As a matter of fact, I just shared one of your stories today, uh, one that I, I will touch on with you later on. Uh, so everything rolling good? How, how you feeling? You doing all right, man? Well, I was on strike today. <laughs> you're on strike today? Mm-hmm. What was that about? It's all about the worker. Power to the people. The, the thing about Ross Radio is I assume everybody that works there is some kind of a volunteer, right? Yeah, yeah. We're all just doing it for the fun of it. Yeah, yeah. So I'm a volunteer at Republic Broadcasting, Monday through Friday, 3 o'clock to 5 o'clock Eastern Time. The, the funniest part is the board ops get paid. So the guys running my show get paid, but the hosts don't get paid. The talent doesn't get any pay. No, no, no and not only that, the talent is basically the lowest thing on the totem pole. So we had our second clock change, as you might have noticed, in a week. Yeah. And I get, the, I get these about a half hour before I go on air. Here's your new clock after I've already put the production and the show together and the pieces. And, uh, yeah. Um, and then I think during the first half hour of my glorious rant on... Uh, ISIS, global terrorism being a complete fraud, the first 15 minutes wasn't even on the air. So, yeah, I'm doing great, man. I mean, you know, when you can hear me and, and when I'm not being shuffled around like an old deck of cards, yeah, it's great. And for people who don't know, you know, when you're working on a syndicated station, uh, a pre-program station, you, you're dealing with what they call a clock. Uh, every radio station has some kind of it. Uh, set up where it shows your breaks, your, your, your talk time, your music time, the blah, 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 blah. And that really shouldn't get changed too often. So hopefully they can get that settled for you. So it's not, you know, not a constant issue. Well, listen, you could tell me what to do with a five minute segment because I sure the hell can't figure it out. So <laughs> as long as we're synced up with Westwood one, though, everybody's happy. So well, good. And that is hard to figure out. What do you, I, I mean, I guess a quick intro because my, my new change with my show, Jack, you know, I used to do it Saturday nights with a three hour show. It was, uh, you know, 45 minutes straight talk with a, a 15 minute break at the top. Uh, and that's just how we did it because we have no rules. We don't, we don't answer to anybody. We don't get paid for any of this. And when you have, like, when I change now, I do a 15 minute intro because I'm just walking in the door from work. Uh, then I'll do 15 minutes of talk. And if I have a guest, I go into the break to bring the guest on. And then I'll do a half hour, hour, depending upon what the guest wants to do. Uh, which is nice to be able to flow like that. So I understand having to change how you do things. And, and uh, but you've been changed like two or three times now over the past couple months. Yeah, right. And obviously, you know, in 20 years, I've dealt with a lot of, you know, <laughs> um, bureaucratic procedures and whatnot. And I tend to just be, I'm really kind of kidding. I'll just roll with the punches. But 
since I'm on strike today, I mean, I've got to have, you know, some kind of a platform that I'm protesting. So, so that's basically it. Yeah. Well, you know, it's good we had scheduled, uh, for today because now you can still get out your rants and you can still, you know, project out to the world for a little bit. The tiny world that I, you know, encompass, but you, you can project out to that little world and, uh, relieve your stress for the day at least. Well, I'm very stressed right now, so uh, that's the problem we're having. No, no man, uh, this is a great show, and, and I really appreciate y'all picking us up over there. I'm sorry for you know the, the periodic replays when I'm on strike or boycotting my own network. And, <laughs> and you know, uh, as Tim Russert once said to me, I'm just doing my work. That's what I do. I keep my head down. I don't even know all the people that pick us up or where we go to anymore. I don't even try to syndicate our articles anymore. I just put stuff on my side, do a show every day, and call it, you know? Well, let's do some of that work right now. And just to remind everybody, this is Jack Blood from the Jack Blood Show. Um, some of the work that we like to do is talking about uh, the, the crazy things going on around the world. Uh, this ISIS thing, I really feel, has become more of a distraction. It's more of the same of what we've seen. Uh, a year and a half ago, these guys that became ISIS, who were funded by the U.S. government, were throwing Christians off roof of, roofs of buildings and, and killing Christians left and right. Then they became ISIS, and now that they're doing it, it's a big deal. Uh, so you brought that one up. Let's start there, and then we'll move into some other things. Wow. Well, you got me. I didn't know there was any actual evidence that they were killing Christians. So um, I maybe I'm a little naive and behind the times. Though I suppose if there's a Christian that gets in the way, he, he can be killed, right? I mean, can you imagine there was a line of them? This is why Egypt attacked Libya. What was it yesterday or the day before? Because they're, well, we know what a Christian country Egypt is. <laughs> it's very upsetting to them, but I hate to laugh. But can you imagine just, you know, a whole group of guys lined up in orange jumpsuit on their knees waiting to be beheaded or, or their throat slit or killed? I mean, they're not going to try to fight back or, or stop this or, or run or, or, you know, go down swinging or, I mean, none of it makes sense. And every time we've seen an ISIS video, I, I don't even really bother to look at them anymore, quite frankly. But every time we've seen one, it looks like a guy being killed on a green screen. It looks totally fake. And in fact, some even by some pretty, knowledgeable and uh, credible authorities have said that these are fake videos. So, but I feel like almost we're, we're kind of stuck here because it wasn't more than eight months ago before mainstream media was talking about how Obama and the Obama regime had funded ISIS and these foreign fighters, both in Libya and in Syria, that this, these are their boys. It wasn't more than, you know, three, three months ago where we were reporting from mainstream media that we were <coughs> accidentally dropping supplies to ISIS. So, I mean, I really just, in a way, I feel like I'm banging my head against the wall here, Sean. It's, uh, it's, um, an impossible thing, but yesterday I think the conclusion we came to is order out of chaos. So as much chaos as possible <laughs> seems to be the order of the day, right? Well, how many times can they repeat the same plan? Um, and, expect us all to just accept it now and the reason i say that is we can go back to the mujahideen and al-qaeda where they came from we can go to the plo and how hamas was created to to combat against them each one of these organizations that turn out being the bad guy and i know i'm just repeating what we we've said a hundred million times before each one of these organizations becomes our enemy and, and we fund them and we create them and we train them and then we're trying to kill them when will that process, when will that cycle be recognized more and more by the population? And, and these it is. Type of, do you think it's getting there? Oh, it is. It's just that we're, 
as we're, even if we're growing and some would say we're at 10 or 15 percent, maybe more who don't believe it and just don't care. So the numbers are certainly going up, but you have to remember in, in a mob rule democracy, they only need like 51 percent of the people or even less than that because 25 or 26 percent of the people will vote in a president. That's in a national election, a much smaller number of voters, if this is who the trusted public officials are catering to, would vote in a municipal or a city election, right? So they don't need very many people. And look, what happened here was that the Republicans after 9-11 put together the uh, AUMF. You know what that MF stands for? Okay, good. We're all on the same page. The IMF, the AUMF, and all the MFs here working in tandem. So that needed to be updated, and it really hasn't. And in the 2002 um, you know, authorization for military force put out by George Bush, and, and by, basically everybody went along with it, I think, except for Ron Paul and a few guys that are dead now, um, they had an unprecedented, unchecked, a blank check, total power to go find al-Qaeda, if, even if they're under your bed, Okay, which is exactly what they were trying to portray. So that has been a while, Sean. I mean, we're looking at uh, 13 years, <clears throat> uh, magically, and this is exactly what the Obama administration has done. So the Republicans are going to get the terrorists for you. And then the Democrats are getting the terrorists out there. So now with this new authorization for military force, the OMF or AU, American Union uh, mother blanker, uh, <laughs> they have a whole new... We can say it here, Jack. Remember, we're unedited. So go ahead. Yeah, and... <laughs> uh, I, I don't know. Maybe there's kids listening. So <laughs> I, Actually, I hear that's a word that Obama uses a lot. Um, at least <laughs> There's kids listening? <laughs> at least according to Axelrod, oh. who's been talking about some of the, the little things that go on there in the Oval Office. Uh, and you know when I talk about Obama, I'm just talking about the puppet and not the guy that actually makes foreign policy or even domestic policy. He's, he's the script reader in chief. That's what they do now. So we've got both Democrats and Republicans on the same page. So it's going to be very difficult for Cousin Jeb to come in in 2017 when his, he's inaugurated. And um, and for, it's going to be very difficult for the Democrats to want to pull back this power, this blank check with the new AM, uh, AUMF which basically is vague and says ISIS is everywhere and we'll do whatever we have to do to stop them. They are a a army without a state, and by the way, without an air force, without tanks, without any modern weapons. Uh, Navy. Or, or anything, period. Right. Um, so that's, I think, largely what it was about, was getting this new authorization to go maybe, uh, who knows, another eight years plus Obama. That would be ten years until Jeb Bush is, is out and a Democrat comes in. Well, here's a couple things I want to touch on real fast. First thing, uh, going back to Iraq and the, the, the 13 years that you commented on, it was funny because I don't very often turn on Fox News or CNN or any of those. I, I very rarely turn them on. So Saturday morning, I woke up and I decided I'm going to put it on for a couple minutes. Let's see what these idiots are talking about. And they're talking about how we're going in there to train Iraqi security forces. We've been training the Iraqi security forces for 13 years. If they still need to be trained, they're not going to learn. They're just not going to get it. Let's get the F out of there and move on. You know, that, that's one, one thing that came to my mind when you were talking about it. And another thing we see a lot of, Jack, right now is, is they're talking about how the military numbers are at the lowest they've been in 10 years. Uh, meaning that we're right around 550,000, uh, troops, I believe, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, now I saw this and I was actually one of the people that used 
the the reduction in numbers back in 2000 to get out a little early at one point in time because my ex-wife didn't want me to do it anymore when I was in the reserves. And I'm seeing a lot of the same things from that period of time, let's say 98 to 2000. I'm seeing a lot of that right now that we saw leading up to 9-11. So is this ISIS increasing, uh, increase, is this... Uh, talking about the low numbers in the military, talking about the inability, uh, the inability to get new recruits because of pharmaceuticals and overweight. Is this trying to put the fear in the people that they've lost the attention of and uh, to bring the next false flag, uh, possible attack here on our country, on our soil, on something major to us in order to ramp up that patriotism again? Well, sure. Cost-benefit analysis, it's multifaceted, Sean. So there's going to be a lot of benefits from re-engaging the war. And this is exactly what we've had. And Obama's been getting pats on the back for going to Congress. This peace president. Right, to let them declare war. Well, listen, I mean, that kind of shoots a hole in that. You must go to Congress to declare war theory because that's exactly what they're going to do. And they're gonna go to, and, and what's even scarier about that is they're going to declare war on... No nation, just undeclared war, wherever they need to go to catch ISIS. Yeah. That's a scary later, thing. Later, later this year and in the next year, we're going to see um, some major problems in the economy, which is going to funnel people right back into the military. They're not going to have a lot of choices, and that's, I, I think, been beneficial for for the volunteer military in the past. You, you don't get to go to college. You don't get a a job. There just isn't money. You need to support your family, and this gives you a chance to do all of that and more, and see the world. So uh, I got convinced. Trust that, me, I get you. You know, and that with immigration, um, if you want to call it that, you know, there's a lot of ways to fill the ranks. But look, this isn't the same military that we might have even used ten years ago to invade Iraq or Afghanistan or to police Afghanistan against the Taliban. Whatever happened to the Taliban, by the way? They just disappeared automatically, and now we have ISIS. I think that's rather interesting. Even al-Qaeda kind of disappeared, too. You very rarely hear them refer to al-Qaeda unless they just need to to, to bring the name back, it seems. No, they've all just gone to ISIS. Right. Well, it's the same thing. I mean, you know, life is hard in other parts of the world. So you join ISIS, you get a snazzy new ninja uniform, and... <laughs> And you get to travel and see the world, and you get various economic opportunities, right? You eat good, and and you, maybe you believe in the cause. At least, you know, the, the porch uh, members. Yeah, does, the, does ISIS have a connection to the purveyors who provide the jumpsuits for Guantanamo? Because they uh, seem to be very similar. I think they might have been in the drop packages. Uh, oh, oh. You know, they also get the deals on orange jumpsuits, I guess, as well. Maybe they're left over from Gitmo. I'm not sure. These are all questions I would ask if it wasn't all just a completely hilarious from top to bottom. Because the, the, the real story here, if we're trying to follow the mainstream story, no, nobody at home, I mean, you and I are somewhat experts in this, okay? And it's even confusing to us other than it's order out of chaos because we were fighting Syria. Uh, we beat Libya with the foreign fighters. Libya is a complete hellhole now, as, as we were alluding to earlier. Mm -hmm. Then then they ship everybody up, including Saudi Arabia, just letting their, their jails open and, and sending up people for recruitment there. Remember, they're supposed to be our ally. Um, then they got ISIS. Uh, who's ISIS against? They're against Iran. 
uh, Hezbollah, Syria, all the people that, that Israel is enemies with, they're not for Palestine, they're not really for a free Iraq. In fact, they came along right at the same time that the people of Iraq were standing up for themselves, and there was a an actual spontaneous revolution going on there, according to my friends, and the next thing you know, these marauders are coming through. The shock troops are in. Oh, so they were going against the Western government there in That's Iraq right. right before this happened? Uh, Maliki was out. I mean, the whole thing was falling apart. <sighs> the only thing that was really holding was the oil fields, but the people themselves finally just said enough is enough, and according to the people that I know that live in Iraq, they were rising up at the almost exact same time that ISIS came in. So here's the story. We're attacking um, Syria because of the evil Assad is butchering his people and using gas and chemicals on his people, all of which, of course, has been debunked even by the U.N. Sorry to go so fast, but, but this is the easy part of it. We're fighting Syria. We're using the ISIS fighters, the foreign fighters, to fight Syria. Now we're, <laughs> we're teaming up with Syria to fight the very fighters that we sponsored and John McCain met with. Right, right, right. This has got to be really confusing for people trying to follow along with foreign policy here that I guess we've decided to switch back and forth to, depending on who we think that day is the lesser of or the greater of the evils. So none of it even makes any sense. So did Assad bow down to the the demands of the New World Order, of the elite, of the Illuminati, of whatever group you want to call it? Did he just say, okay, guys, listen, I'm on your side. Whatever you want me to do, I'll do. Let's just stop this crap already. No, no, absolutely not. Um, so that- why are we on his side now? We're not, and that's the story, actually. In fact, it's Russia that is on Assad's side. It's Russia that's on Iran's side. And um, and this whole thing, if you read our recent article about how NATO could gain an advantage from the Copenhagen shootings, that this whole thing may actually be aimed at Russia and China. We are backing the two into a corner, keeping in mind that everybody at some point is accountable to the global money paradigm. So they can they can be told what to do or given incentives to do things that uh, maybe wouldn't sound like they're in their best interest. But no, Assad is denying that he's working with us. He says he wants nothing to do with us after we've been trying to destroy him for the last several years. And if it hadn't have been for just a, a, a complete massive social media consensus uh, over a year ago, we would have bombed them like we did Tripoli, and he would have been out with a stick up his butt the same way we took out Gaddafi. So he's been holding strong there, um, almost against all odds, with some help of um, of the uh, Iranian. Uh, Iranian militia and some other people trying to help, because what we're really talking about here is just finishing off the Persians once and for all. Because the ISIS fighters, that's why Saudi Arabia is supporting them, and Jordan and others are supporting them, Sean, because this is Arab versus versus Persian. It really comes down to that, at least to them. Um, to the rest of the people, it's just clear, get everybody fighting, get everybody dead, get everybody distracted so we can go in there and get all the oil and put Russia and China in check. So we're better off, with that being said, uh, keeping our heads out of this. Uh, we always have to interject ourselves in the middle of something that if this is really a... Uh, a, a Persian versus Muslim or Iranian type conflict. It's Persian versus Arab or Persian or versus uh, Arab versus Shia. Yeah. Then, then we're talking something that didn't start a hundred years ago. It didn't start two hundred years ago. This started two thousand years ago at the easiest, if, if not further back. 
Well, the Persians did rule the planet at one time, so there's still some animosity there. <laughs> yeah, and that article, I, I, the the NATO agenda behind the Copenhagen shooting, uh, you know, I, I don't like to be the one screaming false flag, fake thing. I, I don't even like fake anything. I think everything happens. I think there's always a, a direction and a reason and a plot behind why it happened. So I don't think things did not happen ever. I want to make sure I, I you understand that about me and my listeners understand that. The things happen. Whether whether they happen the way we're told or not, they still happen. Uh, so, are are we feeling this is a, another false flag, another either controlled or allowed event, Jack? Okay, well let me let me just go back to that last segment because I don't want to go too fast. It, it, you know, global geopolitics and oil politics can be a little confusing, but let's just make it as simple as this for people. Okay, that. That Oceania is always at war with Eurasia, as the, the book 1984 would say. Okay, Oceania is NATO, and and Eurasia is you know everything from the Shanghai Corporation to various trade interests. Right now, of course, Russia is having to do business with China they wouldn't normally do because of the price of oil and and because they are being economically clobbered by economic hitmen. The goal here is to divide the world into a bipolar uh, political arrangement. So now there's not a, a country, there's not a continent, right? There's not um, a religious interest or a political interest. It's just A versus B, right? It makes it very simple. The world is divided in half. Oceania versus Eurasia. NATO versus uh, anyone who's not in NATO. And that way, after enough death and destruction... <laughs> they can finally sync it up into the one world government that we've been talking about and people like Walter Cronkite have been pushing for uh, for all these years. So let's just make sure that we were clear on that. We have done a pretty good job holding them back, for instance, in Central and South America. I know Venezuela has been under massive attack, both economically and within politically, with uh, various coups being formed there. So, you know, to get the American Union, all one continent here... It should have been done a long time ago with the free trade area of the Americas, Sean, and and that's David Rockefeller's kind of bucket list, the uh, death wish, the, the thing he has to see before he dies, and he's running out of time, maybe. <laughs> so we are key, they are behind schedule, but when you scare people like this and you put people under pressure, you're more apt to get this polarization, right? The the Oceania versus Eurasia, A versus B, until it becomes A B. Uh, moving on to to Copenhagen. Um, I agree. A false flag doesn't mean that it's a hoax, that it didn't happen. And I think some people could be in denial. Um, I'm not saying that some things aren't a hoax. I'm just saying that some things are very hard to hoax. It makes more sense just to do them. The fact that, that this, um, we're still trying to figure out who this guy is, though, we do know that he was in prison literally the shooter and there's now maybe some some other people that go along with him that he had been in jail just two weeks before the attack for stabbing someone to death well as we're watching the video of, of the the closed caption camera of this guy how can they even figure out who this guy was from that if that's all they have where you can see barely see his eyes uh -huh. it, is that no, really great, identifiable it's a great question how did they know who the sarnev brothers were yeah, good point. Yeah, and this last shooting because they had been interviewing them and working with them for up to two years before the Boston bombing shooting. Right, same thing with the last shooting we had in the uh, in the deli. 
this guy in Copenhagen is supposed to also be a kickboxer, and it, there's a lot of parallels from Paris to Copenhagen to Boston. The same people pulled this off using the exact same playbook, if you ask me. So the fact that they put out a bolo, this uh, picture of the person of interest, uh, the shooter in Copenhagen, um, is uh, hard to explain considering they knew exactly who he was. They knew exactly who he was. The uh, guy in, in, as you said, in Australia, the guys in, in Paris, all these guys had track records of, of basic terrorism and violence. Yep, yep. Well, and, and you can go to, like you said, Sandy Hook. You can go to Sandy Hook. You can go to... Sorry, guys. This is incompetence. I just wanted to sneak that in. Yes. They're it, competent. Otherwise, they should have known that this guy was a loose cannon and he could have went out shooting everybody. Yeah, exactly. And we see that also in the in the shootings we ha- we've had in the States. Uh, almost every single one there they were watching him there was a history of mental problems there was you know with the with the the Tarnoff brothers in in Boston they were apparent you know in conversation with the FBI for a year or two prior so we we constantly see these connections in all of these different things uh so that's just what we want to point out and that's what I wanted you to point out and I'm glad you did is that it's it's the same thing it's the same people it's the the I don't know, Brett. I feel like, like you said earlier about something, Jack banging your head on the wall. Do you ever feel like, and you've been doing this a hell of a lot longer than I have, you just bang your head on the wall sometimes. Like, why can't you see what I'm saying to you? <laughs> you know? Uh, yeah. Well, I don't know. Look, it. I think some people listen. If they have ears to hear, they're going to listen. Some people maybe go a little too far. We can't, you know, that's not anything we can worry about what we can do is just do our best to analyze the situation to put it together what makes somebody like myself i guess a little bit unique is that i've been decoding these all these same things over and over and over again for 15 years so i have access to the comparative information and we that's what we do is we put it next to the other one and and we see how they're similar. You know, if it's if it smells like a duck, it poops like a duck, it quacks like a duck, it walk. You know, it's a freaking duck, right? Right. right. It's not a so, pig. It's a duck. Right. So there's certainly enough red flags involved in the Copenhagen shooting to see that the guy was most likely put up to it. Um, they they killed him in the act allegedly, so uh, he won't be talking. And it had the desired effect, the chilling effect of here's a guy attacking a free speech conference. By the way, the guy that they were going to attack, the cartoonist, this is the second time he's been attacked, and the guy's still alive. Yeah, he's a good target, isn't he, to have out there? You know, why won't these people realize that, listen, we have all the free speech, you have all the free speech you want, but free speech has consequences. And there are crazy, stupid ass people out there. They're going to do stupid things when pushed too far. And you have to rationalize that I'm going to say what I want, but I might get stabbed or shot or blown up for what I say because there's people that are unstable out there in this world. Well, sure. Hey, listen, I've I've had some listeners scare me a little bit in the past. So, you know, I mean, obviously we've gotten a lot of threats from people who generally, you know, say they like us. That's the scary part about it. You know, when you look at Lars Vilks, though, this guy, the, the, the Swedish cartoonist, uh, you know, controversial depictions of the prophet muhammad i mean this is literally sent to these people to upset them you know people do this all the time sean and they don't get attacked and there's not a big deal it's only a big deal when it's supposed to be a big deal so when this guy first came out and there was all these problems we started investigating him then we had seen what happened with quote-unquote benghazi and by the way at that very same time this cartoonist was riling up people throughout the middle east from 
from Egypt and beyond. This was the 9-11 anniversary near Benghazi attacks. And we, we traced that guy to the very people who put out that video that was riling up people, which they say inflamed um, Benghazi and Libya and uh, Egypt and, and the entire region. So all these people seem to be connected somehow to the general neocon fund of all war, constant war all the time. We've got to keep it going somehow, Jack. We have to keep it going somehow. Well, listen, let, let's, let's tra- change gears here a little bit. Uh, something that I think both of us are very passionate about, I know I'm very passionate about it, uh, you know, geoengineering, solar radiation management, uh, it's something that both of us have, have spoken outright about. You were just at a protest a couple weeks ago in front of the, um, the, the weather channel, uh, protesting geoengineering. The reason I bring this up, the reason why I think that, that we're coming to a precipice here where we're going to start seeing a lot more information flowing freely. Uh, this past week in my local newspaper, we have a little section called The Wire, which is like all the nation, national stories and the big stories throughout the nation. And one of them was, should we start the conversation about cooling the planet? Where they talked about solar radiation management, where they talked about geoengineering and how they've, they've been pondering this idea and, and maybe it's something we should start testing and, and you know, uh, this might be what we have to do even though we don't want to. Now, I believe they've been doing it. I just believe that's their way of slowly introducing it to the people that aren't paying attention. But on top of that, we're seeing the Daily Mail come out with an article yesterday. Can Russia control the weather? Climate researchers says CIA fears hostile national uh, nations are triggering floods and droughts. So this is this is becoming mainstream topic all of a sudden. This, this weather manip- manipulation and 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 geoengineering. So. <laughs> when are people going to realize that us pointing up going, look at that white line, that's not normal. We should be doing something about that. Going to go, oh, wait, these guys were right about that white line up there. We should be doing something about that. Yeah. Uh, well, Scott Stevens was talking about that 10 years ago, you know, and James Beard and weather wars, uh, Russia, China, the United States, generally, same thing with HARP. You know, there's, there's different HARP facilities to blast the... Uh, the ionosphere, well, this has all been going on for decades, and everybody has it now. So is it like hacking? You know, he who, he who hacks last, hacks best. He who, who modifies and engineers the weather, you know, wins. Because what we're talking about is where food grows, you know, where people can live. And if you can change that, and I believe that the powers that be, um, you know, they when they changed it from Asia after Vietnam to America, mm-hmm. I think it's time to now change it from America to somewhere else. Where do you think that'll be? Uh, it's hey, well, I mean, you you've got a lot of <laughs> it has see it has to be in a certain area. It can't be too far south or too far north. It has to be you know can't be uh, sorry near the equator. So it has to be uh, post equator. So that the stuff will actually grow. Okay. So you can, you can eliminate anything too close to the equator, Sean, right away. So it could be, uh, south of the equator, just south of it. It could be north of the equator. I think it's going to be Asia again, but, uh, you know, who even knows? Just the fact that you're doing it and that you might know ahead of everyone else puts you on pretty solid ground for insider trading and betting on futures on production, which is, you know, how you make trillions of dollars in just a few seconds. I want to go back to what you said. 
The, uh, the powers that be have been talking about weather modification and uh, using uh, spraying, aerosol spraying to affect that. They've been talking about this for, what, 15 years. Dennis Kucinich had the Space Preservation Act where he specifically names, he uses the word chemtrails. Uh, Kay Bailey Hutchison also put together a weather, weather modification bill. I believe that was in 2006. Um, there's been conferences on it. You know, the fact that they're not doing it is, is, um, it's not something anyone should believe. As you say, they are beta testing for how this is going to break and how this is going to come out, and that's very important. But if you go back and look at the patents for chemtrail-related uh, research, mm-hmm. you can go all the way back to 1920, <laughs> okay? <laughs> Process and apparatus for the production of intense artificial clouds, fogs, or mists. And then you could move down aerial discharge services, 1949, production of artificial fogs, 1928, airline spray equipment, uh, 1934, uh, metal chloride screening smoke mixture, 1952, controllable disperse device, 1956. When we wrote uh, 10 years ago, Chemtrails, the final verdict, you know, we talked about companies called Weather Modification Incorporated that you could hire. So... And now there's hundreds of them. There's hundreds of companies out there that specialize in weather weather modification for specific regions. So we used it in Vietnam. Um, it was used in, in the Chinese Olympics to, to make the skies nice and, and clear and wonderful. It didn't rain too much so that they could make a maximum money and put off a good showing. You know, how it's being used, why it's being used, a lot of these questions I guess we are forced to guess at. One thing I will tell you is playing God with the weather is going to have some pretty freaking bad karma. And it, we're already, I think, seeing that. And I believe, essentially, that's what climate change is. It is man-made on purpose. Right. I, I would agree with you 100% on that. Uh, I have no disagreement in that statement. I just find it peculiar, peculiar, yeah, I can't get that word out today, that we're seeing... Th- the Daily Mail talking about Russia being able to control the weather and the CIA is fearing that they're doing it. I mean, how do we get to that point where something that we've discussed for years, uh, me four or five years, you ten years, is now something the CIA is putting out in print in front of everybody to see? I mean, not like... Okay, well, if Russia does it, then we have to do it. You see how that's going to work? Two wrongs always make a right. And we think they're doing it. Hey, listen, we know exactly what they're doing. And by the way, again... You showed them how. (laughs) If you look at, you know, some of the work we've done that's 10 years old, you know, you had NASA... Um, under, by the way, Pat uh, McMinnis, I believe his name is, uh, some, uh, Pat, Pat Minnis, uh, NASA, who personally was going after people like me 10 years ago and threatening us and, and making life very uncomfortable for us, in charge of NASA's Wake Vortex simulation, which is uh, what? The, the, <laughs> the uh, aircraft spraying chemicals into the atmosphere in order to study the effects of contrails in relation to the weather, among other things. I mean, that's 10 years old. You have the TAP program, which is 15 years old, from the Department of Energy. Um, again, more research in monkeying around with tropospheric ozone or NARSTO hybrid organizations, including researchers from government and the private sector, effects on spring aerosols in the atmosphere and the environment. Of course, there's the, oh, this is boring almost to talk about. <laughs> there's the case in Corpus Christi or in St. Louis where it was That's later declassified that we were just spraying all the citizens with junk just to see how they would react. But, Jack, the government would never t- test on its citizens. I mean, come on. Really? You really think that they would be that 
just uncaring that they would test chemicals on the people that they think they, you know, that people are looking up to them to, to take care of them. You get a B for sarcasm. That was okay. <laughs> Could have been funnier. Yeah. Well, you get my point, though. I mean, Operation Shad, the Tuskegee experiments, everything that happened through Fort Detrick. Uh, I mean, the list is so. Read, read Frank Abarelli's It's a Terrible Mistake, among other work that he's done, massively declassified. So, yes, they experimented on. On people in mental hospitals, they experimented on poor people, they experimented on prisoners, um, they experimented on unwitting dupes. And experimented on our troops. If you support your tr our troops, you should really think about how they still today experiment on our troops constantly. It's, it's not a, they haven't stopped, they just hide it better. But, so there's that. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Jack, what else, you know, that's a big thing with me. The, the whole climate change, the whole geoengineering, I knew this was going to happen. You remember my old co-host, co Fortoed? Yeah. All right, he, he's calling in right now because we're talking geoengineering and climate change and chemtrails, and, and he gets a bug up his ass when I do this, and he knew I was going to do it today. So he just he just dialed in with us. So I, I hope you're ready to... To, to give some I'm shit. just there for the ride, man. It's your fault. You brought it up. <laughs> well, I'll let you. I'll let you guys go. But Dave, how you doing, man? I haven't talked to you in a while. Good. How's it going, man? It's going uh, good. I just want to say that uh, what you guys are saying in terms of chemtrails is all circumstantial. Nothing you have is proof. All right. Patents don't mean shit. This doesn't mean shit. That doesn't mean shit. It's all circumstantial. Give me some proof, and let then let's go out and. Um, tell the world. What do you think about that, Jack? Well, since I couldn't hear a word he said, he was completely oh. silent. I don't know. Oh, I'm sure. <laughs> can, can you hear him now? You got him. Sean's been doing it for two and a half years. Still can't fucking mix the mold. Can, can you hear him now, Jack? No. Oh, you can. How can you not hear him at all? Hmm. Testing one, two, three. Testing one, two, three. How about there? You got him now? How testing? Can you hear me, Jack? No. <laughs> there we go. All right. I know you can hear him now. He said uh, his biggest oh, wait, wait, thing. Wait, wait. Can you hear me now? All right. Now, <laughs> Jack. I can't hear him. Okay. I'll, re I'll repeat what he said to you. I don't know why that is. That doesn't make any sense. But he said that he would like to see some proof, some evidence. Why can't we ever I see said, that? No, no, no. I said everything that you've I come up with. I think you can see it all the time if you pay attention. You know, um, Hey, what can I tell you? I watch planes go back and forth across the sky in tandem, not taking off, you know, turning the sprayer off, turning it back on. I think there's plenty of, of proof and evidence that what we're seeing is not, by the way, anything that comes out of the back of an airplane is chemical. So, and they're leaving a trail. So right away to say there's no such thing as chemtrails is, uh, I, I just think a little short-sighted. The chemicals come out of planes as, as, because they're in the air and they're using jet fuel. That's true. No? So let's uh, first we've established that. Um, I didn't even go into the weather modification, cloud seeding, uh, weather modification using micro-capsuled material. Um, again, there, there's just one patent after the next on this. Now, do we have a whistleblower? No. In fact, there's been some disinformation coming out about whistleblowers that we should be very careful of. Do we have um, uh, pictures of people doing it in evidence? No, man. This is a military project, and I want people to understand that, yes, your government can keep a secret, they did that as they were developing the nuclear bomb for many, many years. And they would shoot people. 
kill you if they thought there was any chance you were going to rat on the project to build the nuclear bomb. So, Can you, um, hear me, you know, Jack? this is a good, hey, I, I, I totally accept <sighs> that there is no evidence other than the chemicals that hit the ground, so- other than what we watch in the sky, and other than the fact that, again, there are people you can hire right now to, to do weather modification that will tell you that that's what they do. Um, that's the only proof I can give people. That's it. I know Dave can hear on that end. So, Dave, I'll re- reiterate what you say over to, to, to Jack there, because I don't know why it's not getting through, but... Do you understand what he's saying? Like, we can only go with what we have, and the government knows how to hide things. And they've been hiding it for years and years and years. Uh, uh, we watched a nuclear bomb get built with no nobody knowing any yeah, better. Yeah, the Manhattan Project, but the most secret project in human history, and it went, I think, uh, five, six, seven years. Right, exactly, with 300-plus thousand people. Right, right. All right, so five, six, seven years, there's five, proof six, of, six, of, of that existence. But but it, now you've been talking about chemtrails for 20 fucking years, uh, and there is no evidence uh, that supports your claims. Now, I understand that the government will do whatever they fuck they want to do to make money to do things, and uh, it's, it's a fear of mine that they will actually do this um, because uh, the scientists want to do this, or some scientists want to do this. Um but you have no evidence showing that this is currently happening today every time you look up in the sky. No, well, of course we don't have any evidence. Jack, did you hear any of that? Well, I don't know, man. I mean, you, you can watch the weatherman, and he'll say that chaff, which again is patented, is being sprayed by airplanes. We can see it in the air. I, I can name a half a dozen companies that you can hire that do weather modification by spraying and using aerosol. You know, do you want, if you want, you know, evidence that the military is doing it or they're even that they're doing this for geoengineering, you know, that might not even be true. Uh, to be honest with you, I'm not the one that started that this is all geoengineering. Yeah, we don't I, know why, Dave. That's, I, that's I, the I, biggest I, question. Or nefarious uses for it, even technical uses for it. And look, what, one thing that the, the military admits to doing is they will spray over certain areas in order to make it so a satellite can't see through and detect what experiment or what project they might be working on. Maybe there's something top secret under the chaff. So we, they've, spray, they've again admitted to have spraying several cities with, by the way, the flu and things that are pretty bad for people. They've sprayed egg whites on people to see how they would react to that, keeping in mind that that's a major component of vaccines. You know, all this stuff has been admitted. If you want proof that there's a giant global spraying program by the evil Illuminati, now that's that's where we're not quite there yet. Everything else I've said is proven. All right. So <clears throat> what my, pro- my my problem is is that Sean posts almost every single day chemtrail pictures saying that these are chemtrails and i'm just trying to rein them in now and now i've done extensive research into this for the last two and a half years i've been doing this and um at minimum uh just the planes themselves flying is causing uh global cooling and we know this because there's evidence that's that that states states after september 11th uh for the what three or four days that there was no flying in this country the temperature went up a, a degree and a half right um, so we know that even just on the bare minimum, if, if I'm right and they're just spraying, you know, steam, it's cooling the planet. 
And uh, I can imagine that the politician slash government is uh, biting at the uh, chomping at the bit to figure out a way to monetize this. So I get that. It's just that I want to make sure that Sean is and you are putting out information that's correct. Um, and that this could happen. Not that it is happening, because we don't have evidence of it. It, it. This is what is going to happen. And I, I fear that in my lifetime, this is going to happen. Well, don't I you, just don't see any evidence of it today. Jack, I think we both have seen the, the evidence in the sky above us, and he won't, he has a big argument with, with looking up and saying that's just different. Now he'll admit that, that what he's seeing there is, is different and well, that he, it is causing a problem. So, so how do we get past that point? That, I can't you know, hear him, so I'm at a major disadvantage if this has turned into a debate. No, it's not a debate. He, he's just trying to show his side. He's saying that he just how wants is, us, uh, he's 46, seven. 47. Yeah, because the thing is, if you're at a certain age, you may not remember when contrails only came at certain times a year and that they dissipated and didn't turn into complete cloud cover. Again, I encourage anyone that is potentially um, skeptical to Google or to look for Jack Blood Chemtrails, the final verdict, or go ahead and look into the Department of Energy's TAP program where they were studying the effect of spraying aerosols in the atmosphere and the environment. I mean, these are declassified. So if I, the thing is, this is frustrating for me because if that doesn't count as evidence, I kind of don't know what else to tell people, you know? Uh, I'm not, I'm not, you know, looking up and going, ah, that thing's a, a chemtrail. It's, they're trying to kill us all and get rid of the people, boy. I'm not saying that. I'm saying the, here are all the programs that have been declassified that we have, uh, categorized for you. Here is a list of patents going back to 1920, many of them extremely specific into weather modification, if that's what it is, uh, uh, chemical, aerosol spraying which is what we're talking about chemical aerosol spraying and so when i put all those pieces together declassified information programs of of aerosol spraying quote unquote by narsto department of energy's tap program um putting together the wave vortex simulation by nasa when i start putting in the patents and what i can see with my naked eye um you know it's hard for me to deny it's happening that's all you should be able to hear him now, Jack. I figured out the problem. I probably sound better to you also. You do? Yeah, I found the problem. So, Dave, go ahead. Did you get that? And do you have a response to that? Now that he can, can hear you. Can you hear me? Can you hear me now, Jack? Yeah, I can. Thanks. <laughs> Sorry right, about that, buddy. Uh, all right. So what you have is anecdotal evidence. All right. And I'm not, I'm not, I'm not trying to push that to the side. I'm a numbers, facts and figures kind of guy. I want to see the proof before I make a judgment. And yes, there's a lot of evidence that states that it can be modified, but what gets me is that it is being modified currently. And I just don't buy it because there are explanations for everything that you see up in the air. Yes, I'm 47 years old. I, you know, things weren't as nearly as the, the sky. And I lived in Brooklyn, so I had LaGuardia, New York, uh, Newark, and JFK within, you know, sight of where I lived. Um, didn't see nearly as much of these you know, quote unquote persistent hanging contrails, but that's, and uh, as time went on, the engines, the jet engines are more, um, uh, efficient. They burn at a higher, uh, they, they operate a higher temperature. They create more of a, they create more steam, let's just say. Okay. And you can't, you know, you're, you're using 
that wasn't the way it was when I was a young kid. As true. Okay, you got me that. So all the stuff I said about weather modification incorporated, the company that you can hire to modify the weather, the things I said about the EPA's TAP program and the uh, NASA's uh, wave vortex simulation and all the patents, that's anecdotal evidence. Cloud seeding has been going on for years. They even had cartoons of it. Uh, with the, with the fucking, uh, I can't remember those. You know what's funny about that, Dave? Wait, Dave, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. There's cartoons now. The, the, my son watches the Mickey Mouse Clubhouse, okay? And they have this one episode where they go up and the whole job is to change the shape of the clouds in order to prevent the rain or cause the rain where they need it to be. And they go off that's and they, they cloud, make the shade. That's cloud seeding. That's been identified. And that is something that, you know, this country is used in, uh, in Vietnam. Other countries have used somewhere else. Uh, China used it in the fucking Olympics. Um, yes, we know that this happens, but it's not via the streaks across the sky. You can't see when, when they seed the clouds. And th- here's my, this is my biggest contention. And your final with, point. Uh, what? And your final point. Cause I'm going to wrap up with Jack soon. Okay, uh, you're, you're you're looking at one thing and making uh, correlations to another. No, you're taking you're correl- taking one piece of what I'm saying and making my entire argument as a straw man, which is fine. You win. I, I'm not trying to debate or convince you. <laughs> so you you're fine. Um, did you know about the Manhattan Project while it was going on? You know, so yeah, I don't no, know, I, man. Look, I, I mean, totally get look, it. I've been around I'm a long time. I've talked to anybody. a lot of people, and I wasn't talking about cloud seeding. All- in everything I was saying, I was talking about aerosol spraying. In effect, spraying chemicals into the atmosphere to study the effect of contrails in relation to the weather, among other things. That's not cloud seeding, brother. Right. That's con- that's contrails. That's that's exactly what I said earlier. And we we have uh, empirical data that states after September 11th, when all the flights were grounded, the temperature went up 1.5 degrees in in the course of three days. Well, you so got to realize, though, know- you got to realize all this program though. Back in 2001, wasn't at even near the level we're seeing it at now, and what what we believe it's at now, and and right. they were in the, the the testing process then, and and that empirical data, I agree. You know what? These you planes, have, you have no data that states nothing. There there have been optical spectrometer tests done. Uh, there have been um, these these soil sample, water samples, and air samples that have been done. That I could, I'm an idiot, and I could shoot them down. Well, with, I don't know if you're with, an idiot, with, with but you're pain in the ass. That's for sure. All right, Dave, say goodbye to Jack. I'm, I'm gonna you know got a couple more minutes here with you. Win, you win, Dave. Good job. No, 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 I don't win. I just want, I just want the the uh, the argument because you know Listen, what? It's hey, coming. we're gonna. There, this is all gonna be disclosed. I promise you, this will all be disclosed. It'll probably be ten or twenty years from now, right when we're all old or dead, and people will go, "I told you so," and they'll tell you, and everyone will believe it's good, and this conversation won't mean doodly shit. So, yeah, <laughs> you, you know what? I could buy that. <laughs> <laughs> All right. See you later, man. Later, buddy. Nice, talk nice talking to you again. There goes Dave. I always, you know what? He keeps me grounded. He keeps me, uh, you know, where I need to be, Jack. He's kind of like my, uh, vinegar to my, or my oil to my water. You know what I mean? He's, he's a good guy. He's got great intentions. And it's hard to convince everybody of this, this, this chemtrailing. And it's funny because I've got these old ladies that live, I, I live in a 55 plus community where I work, right? And there's a couple ladies that are into these things that we talk about. And you, I'll see them. They'll be out there pointing up. They'll have other residents standing next to them. And they'll be up there pointing up to the sky going, look at, see that, that, do you remember that when we were kids? And we're talking 60, 70 year old people that are, that are seeing this now. So I have hopes that if, if they don't admit it 
very soon, which I think they're going to have to, because I don't think they can hide it anymore. I, I think enough but you people... you can't hide climate change. This is the thing. And listen, I think it should be part of the debate. I personally do. It, it's just as crazy or wacky, I guess, than any other thing that a global warmer and someone who's telling you to trade carbon credits or give up all your liberties, et cetera, et cetera, because of climate change. When did this severe climate change start happening? Is it because of the industrial pollution? Is it because of your car? Is it because of your cow farts? Or is it that, you know, one of the patents I, I forgot to mention is synthetic spun silk nanofibers and a pro- process for making the same um, classified aerosol detector. Okay, that was patented back in 2000, and and you don't see this anymore. Maybe maybe some of your listeners do. I haven't seen it since I lived in Round Rock, Texas, in 2004. These little spider webs that come down off of these non-chemtrail, uh, totally natural contrails. These little spider webby fibers, and they got on everything, you know. And and we tried to collect them, but you know, I didn't have the money to an- professionally analyze. I lost them, but it exactly matches the patent which is mixed into a number of other patents which specifically outline a chemical aerosol spraying program to affect the weather right so this is why i think people have come to that conclusion it's weird because you know i I do remember hearing about the spider webbing and and i see heavy spraying where i'm at i I am not in a normal flight pan pattern if i get 25 or 30 flights above me a day that's a lot and I've watched. I, I watch the radar. I know what flies over me. I know when they fly over me. And I've got the pretty much after five years of living here and watching yeah. the exact same space of sky. I know what what's going on, and well, it, it's crazy. Right. And finally, I mean, can I add this that when we started breaking some of the patent stuff, some of the things that I just was sharing on your show, which I guess is ancillary and incidental, Sean. Um, uh, I don't know. <laughs> For some reason. Uh, Menace and NASA and all of these people came out of the woodwork. Man, there were gangs of them. Not only were we attacked, you know, in e- from every direction. My my credibility was attacked. My sponsors were attacked. My communications were attacked. But you know, someone tried to burn my house down right about that time. Okay, so we definitely were under attack for saying the exact same things I, I said ten years ago on your on, that I'm saying today on your show. So if there if, if there's nothing there and if there's nothing to hide, why are they trying to intimidate me and shut me up? Um, this is why I don't talk about it as much anymore, quite frankly. Well, because there's got to be some out there. And I want to. Uh, are you going to cover? Because uh, I, you know, we've been an hour now. I don't want to hold you up too much longer. But on your show this week or. Next Next week, are you going to cover this whistleblower fiasco you're talking about? I don't really see any need to. Honestly, there is a ton of different disinformation coming out everywhere. What I do is when people send it to me, I, I either analyze it myself or I give it to my people. We look for the red flags. Usually, if it's too good to be true, it is. If you have anonymous pilots who tell you they're part of the military, and you know they're spraying, and this is the program, or you're seeing some picture you never saw before. There's a pretty good chance that it's been fabricated. I Look, know which this is a big about. get. So anybody that gets the whistleblower is going to, in fact, even the fake whistleblowers, even the disinformation stuff, is going to get a large volume of traffic to their website. So it's very tempting for people 
but I, I don't feel the need to give it credibility. So, no, I don't really cover things that aren't true in, in that sense. I got you. I think I know which one you're talking about, too. So I, I'm behind you 100% on that. Yeah, one. I'll send it to you if you want it. But I, I'm not, I'm not going to be wasting time <laughs> talking about it, I guess. So let's see here, Jack. Um, people can find you at DeadlineLive.info. There is a donation bar on there, I believe, if I'm not mistaken, that people could probably go click on. And even if it's 5 bucks or 2 bucks or, or whatever they can do, to help you out to keep going. Uh, I'm sure that's important to you. So let's go ahead and promote what you need to promote real fast, and we'll wrap this yeah. up. Well, I'm like the scumbags at uh, public radio and public TV. You know, those those uh, losers. At NPR? Are you, you don't sound like an NPR guy. Well, you know what I'm saying is that we're publicly funded. Uh, I don't make any money off of the massive amounts of commercials that air during my show. Um, you know, the only way we go is that people vote for us with their dollars so jackblood at hotmail.com by the way i have a new website lots of new things happening at at radiofreeblood.com but your contributions keeps me on the air in fact when i stop getting contributions i don't go on the air there is no show so basically i'm out of gas and you put gas in the tank i try to give you back information and karma value for value i'm also Starting next week, every Thursday morning, hosting the Power Hour on Genesis, and uh, they got a lot of affiliates as well. So every Thursday, starting next Thursday, when Daniel Estelin will be my guest, people can catch me in the morning, eight o'clock to eleven o'clock a.m. Eastern Time every Thursday. Excellent. Well, you know, man, you know I love you. You know I follow you. You know I I try to promote you where I can. Uh, stay strong. Remember, you got friends out there uh, who who were in the background, were the little guys, but we're standing behind you, brother. Yeah, cool, man. And, you know, I don't mind a debate. It's just this isn't where I put my flag in the ground. Right. Chemtrails, that's somebody else's issue. I talk about it. I try to know about it and, and make the case to the best of my ability. But you're going to certainly find better people to debate it than me. Uh, however, if we want to debate that ISIS is under our bed and, and we should give up all our liberties, um, I'd be happy to come back anytime and have that debate with Dave or anyone else. Uh, I love it, man. Thank you very much. I right, appreciate buddy. your time, Jack. You have hey, a great one. Peace out, Jack Blood. That's, you know, he's just fun to have on. He, he comes from the hip. He says what he believes. He doesn't, you know, hold back. And you know what? You gotta love the guy for that. How could you not? Make sure you check out his show. Like I said, we have it on our station. It's on, uh, Republic Broadcasting Network. I believe, uh, LMR has it. I think Trip has it over on, uh, JREV Radio. Just check it out. It won't kill you, I promise. It won't. You'll actually probably enjoy it. All right, guys, I'll be back with you in just a couple minutes. I need to go to the bathroom. We have been compelled to create a permanent armaments industry of vast proportions. The total influence, economic, political, even spiritual, is felt in every city, every state house, every office of the federal government. We must guard against
What's your name again? John Ryan. Four Toad and Lexi. Did I mention Four Toad? Sure. Four oh. Dave. Dave. <laughs> hey, it's always great to be on the first 52 with Sean Raz, Four Toad and Lexi. You know, I don't, that sounds like shit. What am I, give me a script here. Come on. I can't do this. You're putting me on, under pressure. Bob, don't worry about it here. And uh, Dr. Bob. Dr. Bob, yeah. It's Dr. Bob Tuscan. It's Bob Tuscan, and you're listening to The First 52 on Raz Radio with my buddies Sean Raz and Lexi Raz and that guy Forto. I'm chasing down a memory of the way things used to be. Kids playing underneath an old street light Knowing they were safe when they laid down at night I'm looking for something I ain't seen in a while I'm looking for a factory Where a man can feed his family Not worried about them moving it south Closing the doors and shutting her down tomorrow Looking for America The land of the free and the home of the brave Seems like I just woke up one day and it was gone Long gone But I know in my heart it's still out there Can somebody please tell me Where inside you'll find people Who live their lives unashamed And ain't afraid to say God's name out loud Yeah, I'm looking for America The land of the free and the home of the brave Seems like I just woke up one day and it was gone Oh, 
A few folks to wave the red, white, and blue Still believe freedom isn't free And I guess it's up to you and me to find it Yeah, we gotta find it Cause we're looking for I love having Jack on. He makes you think so much. He really gets you just flowing, man. You know, like you don't even want to stop. And you just know you have to eventually. And Buzzy, I'm trying to give you some music that you'll appreciate. So anybody else has complaints, blame Buzzy. I'm just trying to make the Buzzer Bob happy. No, I'm just kidding. All right, well, guys, it's been a it's been a impacting hour and a half so far. Hour and 20 minutes. I don't know. I like doing this Tuesday thing because I can enjoy it a little more. You know, it kind of kind of flows for me a little better. I can cover some more things. I can uh, really get in with my guests and, and discuss things with them. I hope you're enjoying Tuesdays because I definitely am. So we've, we've covered a few different things so far. Uh, we've covered a lot of things with Jack. I hope you got your notes written down well. Hello, buddy. Love you. Hope you got your notes written down well and... Uh, Got everything figured out. Sorry, the little one just came in and gave me a hug and said hello. It's always nice when your kid comes home and the first thing he wants to do is give you a hug. Something we didn't touch on with Jack was uh, vaccinations and this whole measles outbreak and uh, how that scheme is going. Well, maybe we should just uh, not really pay attention. I don't know. What, what do you think? You think it's something we should worry about? Because they say this vaccine will protect you, but hello, <laughs> it doesn't always. And too many times we see that uh, they tell you it's the only only option you have, only thing you can do. And uh, obviously I'm having a computer stutter and that's why I'm just ranting along here with no end in sight of what I'm talking about. What's this? Okay. That wasn't very important. I don't know. There's a live thing poking up there, and I, I thought it was something important going on right now, but it's not. You can hear my snotness in my nose, can't you? Ah, I gotta love that. It's always lovely when you feel like that. So anyway, the vaccine, I think, I was talking about. Hopefully. New at 5.30, first the measles, now the mumps. We should be concerned. A mumps outbreak now spilling into Washington with two confirmed cases. Mumps, you can be infectious for days before you show up. I love how we call 
two people an outbreak with uh, the classical symptoms. Tonight, why a vaccine may not be enough to protect your family. Those two cases include a King County woman and a man from Snohomish County. Tonight, we know they both received at least one dose of the MMR vaccine. Cairo 7 anchor Sydney Kim has more on how the disease is spread. Sydney? Well, the outbreak started at the University of Idaho last fall. Winter and spring is when we could really see it ramp up since some of the symptoms mimic the cold and flu. So officials fear the outbreak could get much worse. You can still get the mumps even if you've been vaccinated. Gosh, that's quite scary. Wait, what did she say? Did, did I hear that correctly? You can still get the mumps even if you're vaccinated. Stand by, Buzz, I got you. Actually, I didn't, I wasn't aware of that. You may remember these swollen faces from last fall when an outbreak hit the NHL. Now an outbreak in Idaho has spilled over into Washington State. Uh, we should be concerned. It's alarming for Dr. John Lynch at Harborview Medical Center. Like the measles, mumps, a once deadly disease, had been nearly eradicated. Also like the measles, you get protection Damn from the same vaccine, the measles, mumps, and rubella, or MMR vaccine. But it's not foolproof. No vaccine is perfect. It doesn't protect everyone who gets it. According to the CDC, mumps is highly contagious, easily spread in close contact settings. Sports teams like in the NHL and university settings can be the perfect breeding ground for mumps. You can get it after the person's left the room if you touch their uh, contaminated dish or fork or soda can, uh, the saliva that's on the, on the surface, and then touch your mouth. And you may be contagious for up to 25 days before you even know you're sick. And that's highly contagious because everybody touches the lip of somebody's soda can and rubs their mouth. Dr. Lynch says high vaccination rates should help limit the spread of the outbreak, but where we could see large outbreaks in areas with higher numbers of unvaccinated people. I find that frustrating. I don't understand why people wouldn't vaccinate. I believe it's based on faulty science. Symptoms of the mumps are fever, headache, muscle aches, tiredness, loss of appetite, swollen and tender salivary glands under the ears or jaw on one or both sides of the face. Dr. Lynch recommends people stay up to date on their vaccinations and make sure they've gotten both doses of the MMR. Yes, because getting sick might be too much out of your day. Anyway, you get my point. I think you all know where I'm going with that. Let's not leave the flighted one on hold any longer. Buzzy, how you doing? The what? The, the flighted one. Yeah, the buzzard. You know, you're flying around all over the country delivering goods, GMO chickens and tomatoes and stuff, you know. Do I got an echo? No, yes, I sure do. Oh, you're good on my end. Oh, I know. Yeah, I echo on my end. But anyway, first of all, I got to make a statement. Uh, do not leave your soda can anywhere near uh, Clarence Thomas. Anywhere near Clarence Thomas? Hey, do you know who he is? Yeah, I know who he is. Why do you say that? Oh, you don't remember the uh, uh, pubic hair? Uh, uh, <laughs> yeah. All right, all right. Is that your is that your point you called to make, Buzzy? You, you got no, five no. minutes what, to what make your point. What I called about today is uh, about ISIS. Oh my God, are we back on this again? Didn't we do this last week? No, no. Now I just thought of something here. Okay. Oh now God. If ISIS is, is supposedly running around killing Christians and all this, but you. Now it sounds like a pop, or not pop, but uh, Jack. Jack Wallace says it's behind a blue screen or what a green screen or whatever. Right, which which actually uh -huh. actually has been on some mainstream media where they've shown uh, how the last, not this last beheading of the twenty people, but the the videos before that, they it was actually on mainstream media how it was possibly fake. Okay, where's all these people going that's supposedly getting their heads cut off? Where are they keeping them? Back into the CIA.
Back to where oh, they were. Oh, they got like uh, on a island somewhere with all the people and the missing airplanes or something? No, they just put them in a different area. They give them a different job. They, uh, witness protection, Dude, these, these buddy. These people got families. These people got families. You think all the people going to say, the hell with my family? Oh, they no. just be gone for the rest of their lives? No, their families go with them eventually, or or maybe they do. Oh, maybe no. they do have to take no, that no, option. No. I mean, think about I it, dude. I, now, I agree that I, I'm not going to be one that's... Or, or, they are, or they are killing them. They really are killing them. Would you really put that past our government to actually have people killed? Then why, okay, then why wouldn't uh, ISIS say, hey, we didn't kill these sons of bitches. Because ISIS works for us. They, they're, they're doing their job. Oh, oh, okay. ISIS works for us. So we're having ISIS run around all these different towns over in the Middle East and killing everybody that don't believe the way they do. Just for us. Well, they're doing their job. See, you, you forget how this happens, Buzzy. It's, 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 it's not, listen, there are crazy extremists out there. But what, what yeah. happens is we organize and, and begin these groups and fund these groups and train these groups. I and then they go out, that. then they go out and recruit all the crazy people. And then they cut them loose and say, go do your thing. And then they, the guys that recruited them and did all the training and all that important stuff disappear and go, oh wait, those are the bad guys. We got to get them. So that's how that's how we end up in these situations because we actually make them into what we want we, we and then cut and run. Them, and we're stupid for making them. I I agree on you with you on that part. That's totally idiotic. But they are still our enemy, and I'm not talking about what happened uh, twenty years ago, thirty years ago, whenever we supposedly create these people. But I'm talking about now as current history. They're killing Christians. They're Muslims are killing other Muslims because they don't believe the same way they believe. Just remember, Buzzy, if you don't know your history, you have no future. So you have to remember where it came from in order to combat it in the proper manner, in the proper frame of mind, in the in the proper way. You, you can't just willy-nilly go kill a bunch of people because... They're uprising or they're doing what they're doing because they've been directed and positioned to do those things. That's, that's where the problem lies. It becomes a moral issue because the when... The problem lies, okay, we'll get into the Muslim deal. The Muslim deals, they're still living with their Koran in the Stone Age. They have not progressed. Well, you know what? I, I'll be honest. I've never sat down and read the Quran, so I, I can't I, speak. I? Well, see, then, you, then you can't speak. On, but you see, you can't speak on the Quran either. You can hear anything you want, but until you sit down and read it yourself and come up with your own rationalization well, or understanding of what they're doing. Sharia law. I don't know much about Sharia law, but from what I've heard, but from a Fox that, told yeah, you. They, they will stole your ass or a woman's ass. Or looking at another man, or talking to another man, or whatever, or, or say she got raped, they're gonna stone her. No, that's her fault, she got raped. Remember, Buzzy. Remember, Buzzy, the victors write the history books. So, we only know what we're told by the victors of many a different wars, many a different encounters. We, we can't always believe 100% what we're told. And that's from any side. I don't care if it's coming from Alex Jones or Scott Ledger or Jack Blood or Bob Tuscan. You can't 100% believe what anybody says. But I understand As that. you sit back, as you sit back and look at things and, and put it all in perspective, 
You can't, and this is my point of you view. You cannot blame our government. Now, look, I don't trust our government as far as I can throw them. But you cannot blame them for every fucking thing that happens, Sean. I don't you try, cannot. I, I don't try to blame them for everything, but Oh, yeah, you are. You blame them for all ISIS, Al-Qaeda. Yeah, we create a belief. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, They're doing their job. They're working for the CIA. Uh, give me a fucking break. Well, wait, wait. If we created them, then I can blame them for it because we created yes, we, the, the, we, the we, thought we, pattern. We blame them for creating them, but you can't blame them, uh, for, uh, our government for them going rogue, so to speak, running around just killing everybody. So if I raise a pit bull, right, all right, and I raise this pit bull and I leave it chained to a tree and I feed it nothing but raw meat and I smack it upside the head every time it comes past a certain circle, I can't blame myself for that pit bull attacking somebody when they cross that line in the sand? Then what, what do you do to that pit bull? Well, you put it down, unfortunately. Exactly. That's what we need to do now well, with everybody we supposedly created. Put them down. The death of some people is for the better for the, of the rest. Where I can't argue that fact, I can argue the fact that my tax dollars shouldn't go to, to, to putting down the creation that my tax dollars make. So maybe we should stop the creation of these groups and these entities and not yeah. have to put more tax dollars into stopping them after we've lost control of them. But, but we've already lost it. That's already that's crying over spilled milk. Now you have to solve the problem. Islam is a cancer. Islam is a cancer. The CIA is a cancer. It will kill you. All right, I understand what you're saying, and I don't agree with you, but you have the the full audacity to have those thoughts. Okay, well, okay, let's go back all the way back to the very first one, so to speak. Who was that? That one kid that got caught walking around Al Qaeda cut his head off. Do you think that was fake? Uh, dude, they've, uh, why, why, just because Al-Qaeda cuts somebody's heads off doesn't make them evil. Uh, keep in mind we send one, wait, 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 wait a second, hold on. We send one point billion, one point eight billion dollars a year to Saudi Arabia who beheads in the upper, in the numbers it's of Saudi 70 Arabia. to 100 people a year. Saudi Arabia, Saudi Arabia in my face. You think I, I agree with Saudi Arabia one, one iota? But the point is, the point is, we're talking about this one group or this one religious sect, uh, beheading people while we have a government. I'm talking about all, I'm talking about all Muslims. Well, but, but. Radical Muslims. And even the so-called peaceful Muslims, you cannot trust because their Quran supposedly, uh, teaches it's okay to lie to your enemy to get their trust and then you kill them. Well, again, you haven't read the Quran, so you can't speak to that. I've had a lot of people tell me that the Quran does not promote violence. If if, if we're talking enemy, <laughs> then we're talking enemy. That's a whole different thing. I've never read the Quran, so I cannot speak to the Quran because I don't know it. Maybe I'll find somebody who has read it and I'll interview well, them and they can explain it to me. That would be a well, great maybe, thing. Maybe you can find these dead people that ain't supposed to be dead and interview them. Well, you know, when I can solve 9-11 and find the, the not-dead people from 9-11, then I'll let you know. Okay, where are they at? They on an island, too? They might be. Who knows? Or the government killed them. That's just the way it works, brother. All right, Buzzy, it's, uh, it's uh, time to wrap it up, my friend. Yep, don't trust the Muslims. See me later. I <laughs> love you, brother, later. <laughs> I love when Buzzy calls in. He's always a, a hoot and a lot of fun to play with. Uh, you guys... First 52 on Tuesday nights with Sean Raz. I hope you're enjoying it. 
I hope I'm doing what you expect of me. You guys have a great week. Remember, you're only a human being. And treat the other ones around you the way you want to be treated. Peace out, guys. Love you. Let's investigate the consequence of a bittersweet loss of sense, a weapon in a war against ourselves. The setting sun is loading guns. Don't be afraid of mistakes, emotions misplaced. To love or to hate, I don't know what to do. We're all lost and confused, just trying to get through in this world. Always trying to prove that we're worth what it takes, but it takes a long time. Dirt to see grace When I'm trying to be real They tend to be fake When I'm risking it all With no time to waste Fuck this bad race I'm leaving this place It's time to blast off Destination's face The sunset hung behind us And the universe to blind us From the moon we'll watch the whole world explode Moving free, unguided Through the beautiful, the silent With the light show from a passing UFO Lost in the glow Of the unknown Please don't go
everybody this is lawrence ross from the lawrence ross waterhead show on razradiolive.com heard every friday evening from 7 to 9 p.m if they went on strike it would be a month before anybody fucking knew about it we ask that you please visit teespring.com that's t-e-e spring.com forward slash l-r-w-s and buy one of our t-shirts it's only twenty dollars twenty dollars i wanted a peanut and best of all it's phil hendry approved this is from a guy named lawrence lawrence you're a good kid lawrence is a nice kid he don't have no eyes so act now ladies and gentlemen because you only have until march 3rd to take advantage of this once in a lifetime opportunity shut up and take my money remember that's teespring.com t-e-e spring.com forward slash l-r-w-s razradiolive.com the simple power of truth. Love you guys so much. Thanks. First 52 is the bump diggity. Cement the concrete's alive Where the ponds are formed, the rats run and hide Drama's like a cartoon that comes to life Where the express bus runs twice a night To the stadium that's packed every Monday night To the yellow cab driver that helped make your flight Where you can get what you want if the price is right And screaming fuck use another way to be polite Zone. This is where I'm at and this is where I'm calling home. 